1: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, the co-founder of TheLeveragist.com and Divizio.com, the affiliate platform for people doing good. We have got a show that I have been looking forward to now for well over a year, all lined up for you guys. We have my co-host and co-founder in both the Leverages and Divisio, Jack Humphrey, joining us. Hello, Jack. Hello. Can you hear me from Indiana? I can. All the way down here in Florida, I can hear you. This is great. Uh, that probably doesn't sound impressive
0: to anyone, but Gina and I don't use phones. This is completely done with our minds, and Jeff taught us how to do it. <laughs> I'll tell you all oh, about that in a minute. Oh, too
1: funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't
0: use technology anymore. We've totally transcended it. And we're going to show you how to do it today, too, on Leverage Masters.
1: Our very special guest today is someone that I've been working with now for almost 19 months and i cannot even begin to tell you the transformation that i've experienced personally because of this man and the work that he does so jack i'm going to let you take it from there but this one i might have to chime in more than just at the end
0: <clears throat> i've already i've already planned for it i already know what you're going to say awesome. too because jeff taught me that too
2: <laughs> <That's funny. laughs>
0: So today we have Jeffrey Tambor on Leverage Masters, (laughs) and so I have a question for everyone. What if there were more to the inner game of creating a profitable mission-centered business than you've ever been told, that there is something deeper than the blocks that you experience and never quite seem to break through? If this sounds like you, you're going to love today's show. This is what our guest Jeffrey Tambor, the creator of Woven Lightning, has helped so many with. Over the last 15 years of deep personal transformation experience that Jeffrey has gone through himself and taken everyone else through that he has worked with, including me, um, and he's developed a unique way of servicing and then obliterating walls and blocks that prevent you from, being, from finding the fulfillment and success you've been searching for. Through his program called Woven Lightning, you learn to be empowered and effectively upgrade your whole operating system for more leveraged and powerful results in all areas of your life.
2: Jeffrey, welcome. Thank you for that warm introduction, Jack and Gene. I so appreciate it. So happy to be with you guys on the call today with everyone.
0: I'm your number one hype man. You know I'm going to do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I always appreciate that in you, Jack. This
0: is going to be very interesting. We have to ask you the obligatory question at the beginning of every Leverage Master's call. Uh, I have to ask this of everyone, but I think yours is going to be kind of interesting. Uh, What is burning in your belly these days? What gets you out of bed uh, and and fired up? You know, those those, uh, introductions are all fine and good and everything, but we really want to know who you are, what you're, what you're dealing with right now. What makes you so excited to be alive
2: today? Ooh, great question. Yeah, I know. That's a good one for me. So what, makes me, what gets me up in a really big way is the excitement around this incredible opportunity we have right now on the planet. I see this incredible window we're in where there's so much chance for massive empowerment and awakening and impact and reach on such a high level with so much leverage, inner and outer and technological, that the opportunity for spiritual work and benefit and awakening is just off the charts. And so the thing that gets me up the most and gets me most juiced throughout my day is the opportunity to help others get more fully into their awareness, their empowerment, unleashing all of their abilities and capacities so that they can give their mission and their gifts to the world in a way that's sustainable for them on all levels. Because I think that's really what we all need. If we're not able to shift the consciousness on the planet right now, and we're not each able to fully leverage our gifts and play our part and give our biggest contribution, make the biggest impact... Uh, I, I don't it doesn't look like it'll be so great for the planet so i'm really that's what gets me the most juice right now stepping into that every day Whoa. full out
0: you obviously don't hang out on social media very much, mister, because the world is going to hell in a handbasket, don't you know? Don't you understand that it's all bad news now. There's nothing good about anything that's happening on Earth, and you sound far, far too optimistic about the future and prospects of the human race for, uh, for me. I would like to point you to a couple of people I've met on Facebook that will tell you and bring you back down to Earth as to exactly how dire our situation is here. Why are you so oblivious to what's going on in the world around you?
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate you reflecting that, Jack. Actually, I'm pretty attuned to the uh, horror show that seems to be going around uh, in all various social media and every other venue you could possibly look in direction. It seems like anywhere you throw a stone, you can find some next major crisis burning structure falling apart around us and for me and sort of the different spiritual work i've gotten to it what's come up is the the more things are lit up the more triggered we are the more opportunity we have for growth for awakening for liberation and so i see what's happening right now as a falling apart of old structures and systems that weren't sustainable to begin with and that Every one of these exploding around us is this incredible opportunity both for us to do our work and really use that as jet fuel for our own awakening and stepping into our own mission that much more powerfully, but also I see it as an opportunity for things that have been latent in the collective unconscious coming to the surface, coming to the surface for awareness, for healing, for processing, because none of the stuff that's showing up right now is new. It's not like this wasn't all in there deep in the collective unconscious and psyche. This has been in the field. It's just being pressed up to the surface right now. And from my perspective, that's sort of part of the times we're in as a planet. And so there's a spiritual saying that says what's in the way is the way. You know, use what arises as the path instead of it just being about being peaceful or being very loving or being very positive that everything, It's all grist for the mill. It all can be used for awakening, for liberation. And I see a possibility where if we're able to really embrace that and use that, we could turn this into an incredible opportunity for awakening and liberation and empowerment on a global scale. And from my perspective, if we don't, I still see it just because I I look at things from a soul perspective um, that I still see all the work we're going to do all the beneficial impact and awakening that will happen and increased awareness for those who can have it, all of that will still go with, none of that will be lost even if the worst does happen so for me, either way I think it can have a beneficial impact Awesome,
0: well maybe humanity is making a new omelet and of course we're going to break some eggs You're just gonna have to. (laughs) I think the (laughs) eggs are breaking, but it's a really, really good point you make. That there's a. I think it's fairly obvious, especially when you lay it out the way that you have, that some things are dying, some things are being destroyed, and. Oh, yeah. um, nothing really good comes into this world. I mean, childbirth is really hard, too. I, it just seems like <laughs> that uh, in order for really good things to come into our existence, there's some sort of egg-breaking that has to take place, and nobody would you know, uh, say that there's not something going on, something like that, because everybody's kind of observing. A lot of people are, you know, I grew up in a time when, I don't know if you'd call it stable i guess relative to now you could you could actually call when i grew up like a more stable time
1: relative
0: but i i didn't think it was when i was going through it all the, all the time the wall came down all, you know a, a lot of weird stuff happened there was a lot of tension uh you know the cold war was still going on when i was born and stuff like that I, it seemed like wow we live in crazy times and then, but now today, it's just like, oh God, I, I look back on that like a like a summer afternoon on a wooden porch in the south, drinking a mint julep and just enjoying the day. That's compared mm-hmm. to now. <laughs> we could have done a few sure. more cold wars and Berlin walls and, and thrown those all <laughs> into this big arena that we've built now. Uh, but mm-hmm. but I love that. I think there's something going on from my weird perspective, just doing this show. Talking to so many entrepreneurs and experts and you know in so many different areas uh, and just the kind of lightning rod that Gina and I have become for people who are building conscious driven businesses uh, you know woke businesses <laughs> nobody that we talk to has any love for. Um, capitalism by itself or um, business as usual, whatever that might mean. I know that's completely subjective, but everybody that we have on the show has, in some way or another, the flag that they wave before their business or anything else is doing something good in the world. Otherwise, (laughs) screw it all. And That's the mantra, whether they would say it or not. It's a collective (laughs) mantra that's very, very, very apparent. If you go back into the old episodes, um, even as late as last week and all the way back. Everybody we have on is really kind of like that with their business. And so they don't want to have Mm -hmm. anything to do with just, oh, we're just making money, and this is how we do that. And then we have this life over here that we lead. Um, And and we get into really great discussions about that kind of stuff, as I am sure we are going to have today, about how cool – it is that something's happening. We can all sense something's happening. There's a huge shift going on and has been for a few of the last years really, really hard yeah. about people wanting to do something different and not wanting to be tied to an old paradigm or a set of, of, of rules that we were all born into and to make this world something better even, if, even through our businesses, personal, and, and everything in between. So it well, yeah, matches with what you're saying.
2: Yeah, and I think when you spoke to it, beautifully. again, a couple of different points on what you were saying there is part of what's the difference now versus, for example, Cold War and Berlin Wall is the very substructure, the very underlying paradigm is what's coming up to the surface, not just the contents, not just what's happening in it, but the very principles, the belief structures, the ways of operating what you described of that whole thing of making money for its own sake, which is really about independence. It's really about me just being attuned to my own needs and desires and not really being deeply attuned to we're all interdependent here. We are all relations. Everything we do impacts the whole. And that, I think, is one of the most fundamental distortions and diseases in our collective psyche right now. Like if you look at so much of the behavior and activity that's causing dysfunction and unsustainability and suffering, it stems from that basic orientation this piece of self-attunement and not being attuned to the needs of others as if they were relations, as if they were family, as if they were part of a whole that you were interdependent with. That, and I think the other fundamental thing is I think a lot of us have been so backwards around what will actually create well-being and happiness and be, cause real like freedom from suffering and misery. I think we've got those very distorted, and the combination of those two, I think, create a cocktail that we've been living in for a while and has really come to coming to the surface. And I think so many of us who are coming out now are part of this global movement, really, to help shift towards greater interdependence, more sustainability, more of that clarity, awareness, and wisdom, because it doesn't matter what technologies we have, what systems, what governmental pr- principles, if the consciousness on the planet doesn't change, we won't even use it. The technologies won't be used Mm. The the big corporations, the companies The people in power will still undercut it Because they'll be coming from the old value system And so Unless the consciousness shifts None of the other stuff will be able to be of benefit Well,
0: I mean This isn't new, like you said There's so many things that uh, You know, the, the boomers At least, I watched them talking about When they were hippies and when they were you know, free-loving it, and and all that stuff, all the concerts that I've watched. uh, I've seen all of our parents doing very embarrassing things way back in the day. Uh, (laughs) But they were, I mean, people were, like, consciousness, we got to, you know, awareness, we got all, everything, they were waving signs, they were burning their bras, they were doing all this stuff long, long ago. And that is recent history compared to how long ago this really dates back. I mean, we've been chasing this as a human race since we've had time to sit and think about something other than running away from a tiger um, or where our next meal was coming from, right? So uh, w- w- what's different now? I mean, are we stuck in a perpetual loop of talking about consciousness and uh, where we're going? And uh, I mean, at this time I feel like, you know, from my experience, very, very limited. All of ours is very limited to our life, really, and then what we've read of history. But it feels like there um feels like less answers now. It feels like more of a blank slate is trying to open up, and I think people are really worried about that. I think that affects people's businesses. I think maybe there's a chance that a lot of us are sitting around asking questions about that when we'd normally be writing copy or coming out with a new product or you know mm-hmm. it's hard not to miss this stuff um, and and it it's got to be having an effect on everyone in that way how How do you work with people to help them deal with, all right, we've, we've, we've accepted all of these things. Yes, this is happening. Consciousness is wanting to do something big here. We absolutely know that for sure. Uh, big things are happening, but we also have our daily lives we need to get through, and we do need to take care of ourselves, or we can't take care of anyone else um, or help right. anyone else. How do you work absolutely. with people, uh, particularly our entrepreneurs, who are you – know, they can't just go to work and clock in like somebody who has a job, and for a lot of that you can do on autopilot, and those people can think a little bit more, you know, on company time, but you are in charge of everything, and if you're not at 100% in your business, you and your family are going to more directly suffer than people who, you know, punch a clock, in, in some instances. How do you help people?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That whole, I mean, for us entrepreneurs, the mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic state is so much more Directly dependent on our income, how we show up, our effectiveness, our success? Absolutely. So, the way I help people with that is well, there's a couple things. Well, there's many things. But one of the things you described is this sort of sense of groundlessness and how we work with that groundlessness. And there are parts of what we've been taught and how we've been conditioned that have us orienting towards trying to fix and grab onto old structures. And there's certain awareness practices and processes that we teach in Wolven Lightning that we share that are about helping us more comfortably, safely, easily step back and be with what's arising in skillful ways so that we're not getting hooked and caught so that we can be orienting in our attention, our action towards what we're really needing to accomplish. Now, uh, traditional mindfulness practices around this, sort of will oftentimes get people to be present and focused and try to sort of shift away from the mind spinning into just present moment awareness or into just witnessing part of what we do in Wolven lightning that's a little bit far than I find super important for entrepreneurs is we teach skillful means to work specifically with the things that tend to catch us up the most our fears our rage, our grief, all the things, the shadowy type stuff that we tend to be very avoidant of in our system or that we've received all these teachings on law of attraction or, you know, positive mindset where we're told to, you know, don't go there, don't focus on that, avoid that, put positive positive focus on. Well, what I found is that when we actually have skillful methods of being with those with awareness and how to allow for them and open to and work through them, we're not in this massive inner conflict around it all the time and then all that internal energy and parts of our psyche and mind that we're occupied trying to turn away from it can get liberated and freed up so we can focus both in our attention our intention and our action on what really needs to be accomplished so one of the first stages is really how we open to being skillful with a lot of those things that catch us up to the root of it um, and that realizing that some of those we need to be with with awareness, but some of them, a lot of them, we can actually learn how to transform, clear, heal through alternative energetic processes where we're not just having to be with it, but where we can actually clear it much more rapidly because it may not even be ours to process personally. And I can elaborate on that more, but I'm going to touch it. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we've talked about that before, you and I, and I know you and Dean yes. talked about it too, but um, right. elaborate a little bit on that because yeah. that was something that I – I thought everything right. was me, and I thought everything stemmed right. from me, and I thought the right. way I thought about things, the way I viewed the world, right. all that kind of stuff that came from right. me. There, there, was no, there, It would never enter right. into my mind that it could be other things, other energy, outside forces, any of that stuff. I mean, yes. I had gone as far as to know – That I had programming, like we all do when we grow up, and I learned I was Presbyterian. I learned how to, you know, act in my part of the culture that I was that I grew up in. I knew how to uh, do all these things based on what I was told, and that was the way it was done. And so I knew about that programming. I had some really bad programming. I had some regular, and it wasn't the fault of the people who raised me either, because that's the what they got. That's as far as I got. But you tell people a little bit more about what you mean by these outside energies yeah, yeah. And, and things that really don't really truly belong to us that we carry around as if they do.
2: Yeah. So, And this is one of the different things about Woven Lightning as a model and this approach is that we're understanding that a lot of what we're actually processing, a lot of what holds us back in our psyche, especially as entrepreneurs in terms of stepping into our abundance, into our action in terms of our high visibility in the world and our mission uh, a lot of that is programming beliefs, unprocessed emotional energies, traumas that aren't even ours personally, that may be ancestral or family, sort of multi-generations back, that we're still holding in our bodies, in our unconscious, in our energy systems on a bunch of different levels, our unconscious beliefs and programming, on emotional levels, on an epigenetic level even, how our genes can hold it, um, on all different levels. But there's also, in addition to that, all these major collective energies that we've received from groups we've been a part of societies we've identified with other groups that we've been involved with over the years that get in and those beliefs and programming and unconscious emotional energies are equally in that mix and that soup and then we're absorbing emotional and beliefs and thoughts from people all the time this is what humans do we exchange And it's part of our identity. Our identity isn't something separate from that because we're we're interdependent with it. But what we get caught up is when we're trying to process all of those beliefs, programming, emotions, unresolved fears, pains, um, ways of moving through the world, habits that weren't ours to begin with as if they were personally ours. Because if you try to process what's personally your, what's not personally yours as if it was yours, it tends to jam in your psyche. It jams in your energy system. So you could be trying to clear, trying to heal, trying to move forward or shift a behavioral pattern. And what really may be needing is just a certain level of awareness and how to clear out those energies and beliefs or programming or emotions that weren't yours to begin with. And as that clears, the way yeah. we do it, which is also different, is we help to move it into a space that still allows that ancestry or the collective to get what they need for their evolution and healing, but without it having to process through your space. And when you do that, it frees up this tremendous capacity for more authenticity. You know, Authenticity is such a big buzz, buzzword right now. But when we're talking authenticity, we're talking energetic authenticity. So not just being real and vulnerable and true to what's arising for you, but really being embodying your true energy, your essence as a being, your authentic thoughts, your authentic feelings, your authentic energy and essence in a way that allows you to actualize and step in around who you are and what you're here for in a way that's so much more liberated and empowered because you're not trying to do it while carrying around all these weights of other programming and beliefs and ancestral and collective and other soul level things that just are jamming and holding back. And this is why so much, you know, of the top level mindset work or positive focus or even some certain law of attraction teachings oftentimes or sometimes don't work because they're not addressing some of these deeper levels that are Equally, if not maybe more powerfully, in the mix.
0: Can I uh, can I offer an example? Because uh, it's it's from me and it's because of you uh, more than anybody in, in you know recently. You and I have been working together, and you've been introducing mm-hmm. me to these concepts, and I mm-hmm. have been a seeker uh, for many years now. But I had gotten to the point where. I was really bored with law of attraction stuff. Didn't didn't impress me anymore. I got I was really good mm-hmm. with this and I was really good with that. I was I was kind of starting to get a little bit proud of how far I had come because I had really made some I'd accomplished some really great things, but I still had blocks. And the thing that you were just saying, I even had a breakthrough today on my walk this morning that I think was important mm-hmm have happened so that we'd have a great show today because then I would have this example to tell everyone. If anyone listening is anything like me uh, then you have heard people like Jeff say things like programming and blocks and things like that. You have and if you were like me you didn't really assign any kind of a real serious value to any of those words until I just did and I have been over the last several weeks which is I have a a value assigned to that. Today's big breakthrough was how much of what I want to do next in my life with my business personally and everything else is even my total, complete, own personal idea. How much of that is even mine? And so Uh, now this is where the rubber meets the road. For the first time for me, I can assign a value to every one of the words that you just said, blocks, energy, outside energy, societal pressures, uh, group energy what everybody else thinks was always a huge deal to me in fact i lived a large chunk of my life based on doing acting uh and and then or rebelling against what i thought everybody else would i'd either get a rise out of them or i would get acceptance from them i lived a huge portion of my life like that and i know a lot of other people have problems with that to different degrees and today my big realization was wait a minute some of the things that I'm having a hard time manifesting, and I hate using that word because it's almost become cliche, but <laughs> hard, hard to bring into reality. Uh, I started thinking, well, what if, what if, I'm, what if at least I have to go back and decide whether or not any one of these decisions that I've made and any one of these plans that I've made have been polluted by anything outside of me when I made those decisions? For a person who's lived his life, mostly – based on the expectations I thought others had of me, I'm right to suspect that I probably have made lots of plans and lots of decisions about where I want to go in the world based on other people's ideas of who I am and what I should do and what my responsibility to my family and the world and everything around me is. And that freaked me out for a second, for a second. And then after that, I felt... Liberated is too small of a word. I felt <laughs> i don 't think there 's a word that can really encapsulate how good that felt today in a scary way because it 's like, wait a minute, all oh, the floor just dropped out from under me, but at the same time, I was in love with the idea that the floor just dropped out from under me because i I started thinking. What if I could go back through my little checklist of how I want the rest of my life to be, as far as I have thought about it thus far, uh, and look at each and every one of those things and really examine, talk about a research project, because if you guys look at it, you have thousands of little things that have popped in your mind that that you want to do, that you would like to have, that you'd like to experience, places you want to go, you know, the kind of lifestyle that blah, 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 blah goes on forever. You can go by through, or I intend to go through each one of those and go, was that really my idea? Was that completely, really, what I want? Is that the house that I want to have next? Is that really what I want to do with uh, the business next? And and the answer is right now, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And, and the the important part, the end of it, is I love that. It's really <laughs> exciting.
2: Yeah, and that's a huge frame. And I know you had Art Art are on last week from Energetic NLP, right? Yep. Yeah, and Art is also one of my. I mean,
0: the back to back, you guys are like a one-two punch here. It's just insane the value that people are getting just listening to a podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also I'm, you know, I'm also the principal co-developer of Energetic NLP. So Energetic NLP and Woven Lightning synthesize really well. And in Energetic NLP and Woven Lightning, um, we actually have practices specifically around energetically clearing out other people's programming agendas and beliefs from your authentic goals and heart's desires so that not only can you be inquiring into it on a conscious level, but some energetic processes to clear it out on unconscious and energetic levels so that you can get, because almost everyone has this. This is such a universal experience. It's a very rare thing for someone to be operating out of truly authentic goals and desires because And it's more complex than that. If you want, maybe we could actually take everyone through a little process around that today because that might be interesting.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, Yeah. But because there's the way I look at it, from my experience and exploration around desire, needs, goals, motivation, our desires tend to sort of have this train where they move back through different needs and different levels of beliefs. If we really start questioning, why do I want what I want? And sort of keep following it back almost always you'll go deeper and deeper into different needs that may or may not be yours. And then also the different beliefs and conditioning and programming that are layered in between there. And so you usually get a combination of it being imbued with a lot of other people's needs, desires, agendas, beliefs, programming, but also a lot of unprocessed adaptation, trauma wounding about how the deep needs need to get fulfilled. You know, when you follow it up yeah. enough, so many of those needs are about, you know, being connected, feeling safe, feeling powerful, being loved, being nurtured, you know, being cared for. Um, and ultimately, at that most fundamental level, we're trying to generate happiness for ourselves and others or try to get out of pain or suffering for ourselves and others. If you follow any desire need down far enough, you're probably going to hit one or, one or both of those two.
0: See, I went through so many years listening to people like Wayne Dyer talking about self-actualization and never Mm -hmm. really having a satisfactory understanding. Not that I'm saying I do now, but I have a much better one than I have Mm -hmm. thus far. And it's really exciting because it's funny how you can listen to something like that and nod Mm -hmm. internally and externally (laughs) and go, yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that. And then a year later, you hear it again, and you're like, oh... Oh, I get that. And then a year later, after that, you're like, "Crap!" I'm still hearing the same thing, and I'm still learning more from it. And and it's like a it's like a cosmic onion, just continually unraveling and unraveling. And it's like, but that's what you're talking about right now, isn't it? Is it? I mean, exactly. is there a better? Do you use
2: another term for it? Well, the way the, I use a couple things, I and mean, sometimes I'll actually say with one of my friends that the never-ending onion game. Uh, and, you know, when, we, when you do inner work long enough, you realize there is no end to the layers. Like there is, and, and Art and I will talk about this often, there is no end point. You know, certain spiritual traditions will have this sort of like enlightenment or total union or realization of these different spiritual goals. And the more I've gone on this path, the more I sort of get to this place of there is no end point just let it keep unfolding, let it keep expanding, let it keep deepening. And one of, my, one of my other collaborators at one point said this great line when she was in this deep process around something that she had worked on for decades through <laughs> so many layers. And what she said was, you know, it doesn't seem like there's ever any end to the layers of the onion. Maybe we just need to get used to the smell of onions. <laughs> and, and, and just that nice. whole piece of like, yeah, just like how we relate to the human experience. And part of when you're talking about self-actualization, one of the things I love so much about the Wolven Lightning is this emphasis on wholeness. It's not about, well, let's get rid of all these kinds of experience and just have this positive experience. It's about how do we learn to embrace our wholeness, all the parts of ourselves, all the parts of life in a way that, A, we're much more free from suffering. Have way more joy, and more importantly, are super empowered. Not more importantly, equally importantly, are super empowered to really move into that much more actualization. So that's one of the things that's that's kind of unique. A lot of the time, when you get teachings that are about, we'll just open to and accept and embrace everything, and you know, be with the pain and the pleasure, they can be very passive. They can be very much in this stepping back into a mindfulness or witnessing awareness. And here we use that, we integrate that, but we, it's applied. It's very mission-oriented. And then we use a lot of intention, and we sort of play with this paradox of this awareness that allows for and embraces everything skillfully with powerful intention, action, and co-creation so that we're powerfully impacting and reaching so many people in, with our mission, with our work, and leveraging shit out of that, pardon the language (laughs) making it incredibly powerful while at the same time embracing our wholeness and life as it is it's a really fun paradox and edge to play with yeah
0: one second, switching phones I just lost one, hold on
2: shit
0: and I'm back that was quick I told everybody we weren't using phones today, but I lied. We are. (laughs) I haven't haven't attained that level yet. We'll get you there. Uh, Yeah, but I did burn through a phone. The energy just at the side of my head just burns through the batteries. I don't know why that is, but it never used to. Uh, When I had uh, blog success many, many years ago, I had a membership site. It was first called Content Desk, and we had hundreds of members come in and they were um, learning how to create blogs, content sites, um, you know, to get traffic mainly, to get eyeballs on their consulting, their coaching, or to sell the products and services that they had. So back in the day when blogs were blossoming and everybody had one and everybody was blogging every single day, you know, um, I laid out what I had already proven to myself to be a very, very lucrative model Uh, of doing business uh, online through content marketing. And I was like, you know, and the reason that so many members were in blog success was because uh, I laid out exactly how this was done in the sales letter. And they're like, gosh, I could do that. This is easy. I can do that. And they all come in. And then they get this really good, the best training I could possibly put together at the time with the tools and, you know, know know-how that I had from my real life experience, here's how I did it, here's how you can do it in any niche you want to get the kind of traffic you need to get your, your, your stuff in front of your ideal prospective clients or, or sell your stuff. So everybody got to that point. It was easy to, to put your credit card in, to, uh, to join, to start reading and watching videos and everything else. And then something really weird happened that happens in every single membership site that humanity has ever created around any topic. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Membership site owners will tell you across the board, it's very difficult to get people to stay. Uh, And it doesn't matter how good the product is, because I had the best. There was no other thing in the world as good as blog success when it came out. Nobody even had the idea to do it except when we did. And then everybody started going, okay, well, I'm going to do that. He seems to be making a bunch of money doing that, so I'm going to do that. But I was the first. And so nobody could go anywhere else. It wasn't a comparison thing. It wasn't a competition thing. I realized it was like, guys, you've got all the tools. This really does work. Here's some of our members who are really killing it. And I'd have them on the podcast that I had at the time, and I'd show everybody, look, it's not just me. There's all these other people. And I quickly realized at the time I said, man, I'm going to have to also be part Tony Robbins here. If I'm going to be able to help people, because at my (laughs) level of experience at that time, Tony Robbins was who I thought. I didn't know anything about this stuff. I wasn't a seeker yet. I wasn't looking for answers, you know, at all in this way. And so in my language at the time, I'm like, well, crap, I'm going to have to open up a whole new area um, based on mindset, and, uh, and, and really get people to understand because I, wa- I saw them without the language or anything else to, to say right. to them what was really happening. Their biggest thing to me at the time was a motivation problem. Now, I know that's a, mm. a bad word and you know, all that stuff now, but <laughs> in my language at the time, that's what I called it because there was no other thing. The system worked. The, cu- the, the, the training was perfect as, as it could be you know, at the time, and all they had to do was follow it and do it. And they weren't all following it and doing it. In fact, the vast majority were not. A lot of them would stay members, too, even though they weren't getting any results for themselves by taking action on the stuff. But I think it maybe came from the guilt that they knew they should. They couldn't figure it out. And if I only could go back in time and talk to them now based on stuff that I've already learned from you, I could save a lot more of those folks, and they would have had a really great business that was a good business model at the time and could have parlayed that into whatever, you know, came in the subsequent years. So the reason I like talking to you and, and art and people like you guys is that that, that that is what I have determined as the principal problem when it comes to success and using leverage. And first of all, first and foremost is you can't go down a list of things. You can't join anything by a course or do anything, go to a, go to an event and get a uh, uh, one-on-one training or any of that stuff, none of that will actually do anything for anyone. Mm-hmm. I have come to the absolute conclusion that that's true. What will do it is the combination of that and what right. you help people with in Woe and Lightning because – there's no other explanation for why somebody's sitting there with the embarrassment of riches that we have on the internet today and all the possibilities right. that nobody in human history has ever had before ever yeah there's no reason for anybody to be sitting around broke and not having something right. to do that's full of their own passion and they just can't sleep at night because they want to do it and it's profitable for them and they're financially secure and all of their dreams and goals and everything are coming true. There's no reason. It's not a technological problem. It's not an information yeah. problem. We've never had more technology and information than we have right now. So yeah. I realized that, and I'm like, ah, then I want to start working with people like that. I want to start bringing on guests and things. And I didn't know who I was going to bring on, but I, you know, Gina feels exactly the same way, and that we intended that, and that we just have become a lightning rod for that, has all culminated mm-hmm. in you being here today, and 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 being able to help people with that. So I was wondering you said you might want to take people through an exercise or or something yeah. along the lines of all of these things. What could we give people that they could walk away going, "Holy crap, I listened to a podcast and, and a little piece at least of my life has completely changed."
2: Yeah, or I a hear that one. That let we me can
0: develop over time that that, that right. would lead to that.
2: For sure. Well, let me let me do two things. Let me first respond, because there was something that you were just saying there that I thought was so on point. I just wanted to respond to quickly, and then we'll go into what they can take away sure. with them and things they can use. Um, so one of the things that what you were talking about is exactly that mindset, or it's more than mindset. Really, what we talk about is whole being leverage, like really being leveraged through all levels of your psyche, through your body, through your energy system. And You know, there's a lot of people out there doing mindset work around it. And the more you include everything that's at play, really whole being, whole system leverage, it takes leverage to an entirely other level. And this is something that I've talked about with you and with Gino over the years, um, over the last year, this frame of leveraging everything from the inside out. Because exactly, there's people all over the place who are teaching not just the outer pieces, but how many of us have studied mindset techniques? to try and create the Mm -hmm. inner leverage that we then haven't been able to apply. So there's even the the ways, and this was something that I struggled with, and I actually had to develop and refine a set of practices and teachings specifically to help me to apply all the amazing other practices I had that I needed to apply on the inner level, just so I could get congruent to do all the outer action steps. So there's an even whole other teaching and process within Wolven and Lightning that we call application keys, really keys to get your vehicle moving. Because otherwise, you could have a Ferrari in your driveway in terms of practices or processes, and if you can't get it in and turn it on and drive it somewhere, it won't help. So these application keys no. really get us rocking and rolling so that we can use those inner practices so we can go congruently and in a leveraged way into our action. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah.
0: if you're going to – have to develop a, uh, a business model of being a guru and having satsangs and minders and people who cook your food and drive your car around with you in it because you won't be able to do any of those things, and people are just paying to listen to you talk. And that's no. not a real widely successful business model. That's, that's pretty, that's well, pretty specific, work and not everybody even yeah. wants to do that. But yeah. No,
2: it's, it's not what we're up to in the, in the West and modern first world. You know, country, it's, it's yeah, Yeah, it's not really what we're up to anymore. Yeah, I get that. Okay, so in so can't, terms, uh, can't do that.
0: They're going to have to figure it out. And so these keys are. Is there any way you can whip one of those keys out on a on a quick session here for everybody?
2: Or how, how would you I was like just wondering whether we should go into application keys as part of this morning or as part of one of those.
0: Um, we can go anywhere you want because I know you yeah. have. a I mean. It's a little magic trick. Everybody might think it's magic until it starts to go, wait a minute, that was really cool. Right, right, right. And you do those things all the time. There's just a little turn of phrase mm-hmm. sometimes that you do that unlocks things for people. Yeah,
2: no, I get that. I was just So part of where I'm oh, – so I think we're going to go instead and maybe we can save application keys for if people want to follow up. It's super juicy. Sure. Um, Maybe today what we'll do is a combination of helping to do a little exercise to clear out other people's energies and programming from out of their authentic goals and missions so to help them get more congruent in their authentic mission and essence, and also a little piece on the other aspect, which is just beginning to honor some of our defenses, which I know you and I have talked about quite a bit, because I think that's a major game-changer. How yeah. that that Okay, Absolutely. So let's, let's do it. Okay, let's do those. So first, a couple of basic principles. So in Wolven lightning, we always want you to put what we call your authentic wisdom fully in charge and guiding. So what we mean by that, similar to an energetic NLP, a little different, is the wisdom of you as a being, not just your higher self, but at all levels of you. On an embodied level, at deep unconscious level, on the soul level, as a spirit, as a vast being, this full spectrum authentic wisdom that knows way beyond what your conscious mind knows, even what your unconscious mind knows. What you need, what you're up to, what's in the way, and how to navigate. Universal consciousness. Well, it's still authentic to you, though. So it's almost like a continuum of your inner wisdom all the way to sort of a universal wisdom, but almost on this particular continuum or bridge that's still aligned with what's authentic for you. Because there's aspects of universal wisdom that may be totally aligned for someone else, but they're not really aligned with what you're authentically up to. And so it has this aspect of deep inner wisdom and universal wisdom and this whole continuum of everything in between that's really perfectly aligned for you authentically. Right. Yeah. So let's take a moment. We're going to invite that to be fully in charge and guiding and leading everything we're up to here today. Okay. And from that place, we're always, in this work, we're always wanting to be playful. We're going to intend and then just give permission, but it's not about efforting. And I really want you, as you're playing with this, just to welcome whatever arises. It's very much about allowing for what arises as we're intending. So it's not about trying to force it, just sort of be curious, be playful with what shows up. And you may see it in your mind's eye, you may hear things, you may feel things as it arises, Or you may have none of that and it may just be going on unconsciously however it plays out is totally fine so just allow it to show up and move through your mind if you're unconscious in whatever way works well for you and whatever shows up organically okay so first thing we're going to do is take that breath and gently bring some awareness into your body notice what you're feeling And as you do that, as we have that full intention to give your authentic wisdom full permission to be in charge, I want you to imagine, and again, you could visualize this or just pretend it's there. You don't actually have to see anything for this to work, it's all about intention. So, what we're going to do is imagine that you could really invoke your authentic mission as if you could call it for what am I really here for? What's my purpose? What's my contribution that I can bring? Whether you consciously know it or not. And when you drop that question into your being, I don't want you to try and figure it out. It's not about analyzing it. We're taught in the West in modern times about just to analyze questions to death. And this is more about imagining the question washing through you, imagining it sinking into your being like a stone into a pond that just ripples out imagine just dropping that question of, "What am I here for? What's my mission, purpose? Who am I here to offer and contribute? And as if you could let that wash through your body, your energy system, your psyche. And as you do, your authentic wisdom is going to do two things: it's going to start calling forth from within you that authentic mission, those authentic purpose and mission and let's integrate with that also your authentic heart's desires so your deep heart's desires and as you do imagine that a symbol can can form or appear in front of you that represents your sense of your mission your vision your heart's desires and it could be anything it could be a little sphere of light it could be a cube it could be something very elaborate what it is doesn't matter it's just that you know that it's what your authentic wisdom is putting up there to represent your your mission, desires, your purpose. And as you do, imagine that you can allow that to gently bring in this sort of sacred transformative fire that can kind of go around that whole symbol. And as it does, it starts gently burning off Anything, and this is sort of like an authentic wisdom fire. So it's almost helping to burn off any beliefs, programming, patterns, energies that aren't really authentic, that may have been in your energy system, your psyche, anything that your authentic wisdom would like to clear from that sense of mission and purpose. Just imagine that authentic wisdom fire can move through that symbol. Clearing, transforming, evolving it. And again, you don't have to know what consciously what any of those pieces, patterns, beliefs are. The beauty of this is you're allowing your authentic wisdom to direct it and guide it. And this is a you know, multi-layered process. So what this is doing is actually starting clarification. So when you get this rolling, this will keep burning in the background, maybe for days, maybe for weeks, where you're really giving permission. You're asking your authentic wisdom to start clarifying and clearing out anything that's not authentic to you and your mission, purpose, and heart's desires. And that may be releasing, it may be transforming, it may involve healing. You're letting your authentic wisdom with universal support and energy come into support that transformation and clearing and it can happen at a gentle elegant rate over the coming days and weeks so that your system and body can comfortably integrate it as it goes so this isn't just happening now and even if you're on the recording and you're listening to this later, this process can be just as powerful, just as effective. And you can come back to it any anytime you want to take it deeper on a conscious level. So allowing that to keep sort of burning away and clearing. And if a different metaphor works better for you, if you sort of want to bring in a big ocean of transformative clearing and healing energies that can be dissolving or washing that symbol through your authentic mission and purpose and heart's desire, that can happen or a waterfall, whatever works for you. And then as that continues to clear, imagine you can again come back to your heart and to your soul and drop in that, so what am I really here for? What is my authentic mission? What is my authentic purpose? A true heart's desires. And as you drop that in, imagine that that can start radiating from within you. Again, whether you're consciously in touch with what that is or not, that the energy of your authentic mission and purpose can gently begin radiating from you and through you. As it does, it shines through your body or it starts flowing or it starts emanating like a song or like a powerful feeling. And as it starts emanating or flowing or singing out through you, allow it to also start emanating or beaming out to the symbol in front of you so that that symbol for your mission and purpose and authentic heart's desire can be more and more fully imbued and reflecting of your authentic mission, authentic purpose, and authentic heart's desire's. Now, as that goes to radiate through you, it's doing two things. It's going to light up the places in you where there's other blocks and patterns that aren't open to that, that aren't congruent with allowing that authentic mission and purpose to come up. And it's also going to start tuning your whole energy system. So as that radiance or that flow or that song of your authentic mission and purpose fills your entire body, your entire energy field, all your channels, all your energy centers, every cell in your body, it's helping to tune them more fully to the actualization of your authentic mission. And as it does, just give permission for any of the places where it hits blocks that your authentic wisdom can work with over the coming days and weeks, helping those to gently unwind, gently open and evolve. Because every one of those is an opportunity. And because many of them, many of the things that are holding back from that authentic mission, that authentic heart's desires, a lot of these are old adaptations. Different things that are trying to keep us safe. Much of our fear, much of our blocks, much of our resistance are just parts of our unconscious desperately trying to create safety for us. And so I want you to just, as this is rolling through, Let's just give your defenses and any fears, any resistance, anything that comes up, let's just give them a break for a moment and just welcome them. So I think many of us have heard the expression, what we resist persists. And when we resist them, as we offer, try to turn away from them and avoid them, it tends to jam them in place. Whereas when we start opening to and allowing for them and welcoming them, we begin to end that war with ourselves and we create the spaciousness that can actually allow us to get congruent to create more of that whole system leverage. And this is just the beginning of this. But Just give permission for your authentic wisdom to work with these different places, to help nurture them, and on your part on a conscious mind level, just notice what's arising. And if you can, gently just get curious and allow it to be here and notice what happens when you do. Again, this is a multi-layered process in just the beginning. Allowing all of this to continue to integrate and deepen over the coming days and weeks gently and elegantly so that you're more and more fully naturally expressing and directed and guided by your authentic mission, your authentic purpose, your authentic heart's desires, and that you're, there's more and more gentleness with some of the resistance and blocks that come up, so that we can be at least a little bit less or a lot less at war with ourselves around that. And when you're ready, gently wiggle your fingers and your toes, and open your eyes. Look around the room. And coming back into this present moment. Okay. Welcome back.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I think uh I think that's going to be awesome for so many people. I wish I could just jump to each one of them somehow and uh <laughs> see how they're doing and yeah, I bet you want to do that all the time too when you especially when you do group things and over the web oh, and yeah. things. <laughs> and oh, it means yeah. so many different things for so many I mean for everybody, right? Every Single individual yeah. human being is having a slightly or incredibly different experience here than than, than in, relative to any of the rest of us. So Absolutely. so uh, so subjective, but it's powerful to just think about wiping the slate clean and and maybe some other things. Some things that you wiped away will come back, and that and you recognize that as your true authentic self. That that gets to stay. I know this. I know this. That mm-hmm. that is the thing. That's a that's an mm-hmm. anchor. That is me but these things, no, 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 no. Wow, I had no idea that wasn't ever me. These are the things I'm thinking of today when I think about what, you, what we just did and, and before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's exciting. Man, I haven't been this excited about what's to come for a long, long time. So I hope that that mm-hmm. is also a feeling that's being conveyed here. And thank you so much, Jeff, for, for doing this. This is really awesome you and art i mean if you guys listen to this one and Art's last week you're going to have a one-two punch that's really going to help out life and business and everything and, Jack, else. and
1: one two three punch coming up next week when we have art and jeff back together <laughs> oh man <laughs> i don't think they can handle it they can't handle it <laughs> <laughs> leverage stacking on top of leverage i love it
2: Mm-hmm. That's good. It's well, good. Well,
0: Jeff, I know you, brought a, you also brought a gift today. Would you like to tell everybody the URL of the gift that you'd like to give everyone?
2: I did. So, yeah. So, the URL. So, I'd love to offer anyone who's interested in taking this work further, having an opportunity to explore Wolf and Lightning more, to have a free discovery session where you really go into looking at where, where you're at, what's limiting some of these different things and blocks or places that have been holding you back that maybe haven't even been on your radar and how you can move forward with that effectively. And so the URL for that is wovenlightning.com forward slash discovery. So com forward slash discovery. I would love to and look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. What, what I like journey?
0: about that is, is people – I love things when people are, are, are uh, offering something – where you are the one who gets to really authentically yourself decide whether or not there's value there. Like you, you don't even have to you – you're not in a place where you're like subject to hyperbole or, or any of that. And I know everybody likes that. It's like, wow, what an authentic experience with a person who has something to offer that didn't have any of those telltale old world signs of, of, of salesmanship and crap like that. You can tell if – if, if it's real, if you can feel it in your gut. And that's when I really started you know, to perk up when, I, when Gina was talking about you and then I met you and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I would only still be talking to you right now if I have been continually hit in the gut with what you've read in me. It's like you read it out of me. So I know it has to be mm-hmm. true. I don't have to rely on um, outside sources to tell me uh, or, or a, a, a leap of faith to tell me that I want to keep working with this guy. <laughs> so Gina and I both worked with you personally, and that's a, a little bit of a unique situation, and we have a lot more to say about you than we typically have for our guests because we work with you. And right. I just want everybody to know it's been an incredible journey so far, and I cannot wait for it to continue. So thank you for everything, and thank you for being here today.
1: Being here today. My pleasure. Thank well, you for are- having me. They are certainly my closest guarded times of the week when I get a chance to be on a call where I'm doing work with Jeff. Nobody gets to interfere with those two hours every week, period, end of story. And I will give up my time for lots of things, but not those two hours, right, Jeff? That's right. Not
0: even me. I'm not even allowed to. No, not even you.
1: I won't allow any distractions or anything. And honestly, I don't know how I would have gotten through all of the personal things I've had to deal with the last 18 or 19 months without Jeff in my life. Just to have seen the level of transformation that was possible out of the depths of pain that I've experienced. Just wow, right, Jack? I mean, you've seen the transformation in me, too, firsthand.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's very, very remarkable. It wasn't just a little incremental thing, and that's, that wouldn't have done anything for you anyway. You, you were uh, in a, you know, health-wise and everything, in a situation where you needed a lot more than something just small and incremental or a spiritual mm-hmm. band-aid.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. And, well, and Gina, the
1: impact that's had on business, I just, wow. That's <laughs> all I can say. Just wow. In a very positive way.
2: Mm, thank you. Thank you, Gina. And part of the beauty is like with this work, it's not just coming and we do a whole bunch of work on you. It's It's very much a co-creation. You did so much beautiful, incredibly powerful work, you know, and, And and we had fun with it. Even as we were navigating things that normally would not be fun, we've been able to have a lot of fun as you go. That's the other nice thing about this work. Even when we're working with serious stuff, we don't necessarily have to be
1: serious. Exactly. And it doesn't feel like effort, even a little bit. And during a time of my life where everything was effort, those two hours Mm -hmm. are not efforting at all. It was Mm -hmm. more of a vacation and a a relaxation in the middle of a very busy day. So thank you so much, Jeff. I I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And we will be back next week for Art and Jeff when they join us again on Leverage Masters. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.